Welcome to my podcast. This is the Dr. Raymond Havlicek podcast for today, uh, Tuesday, March 8th, uh, 2022, of course. And uh, I just uh, left the TV and listened to Biden's uh, press conference or speech, actually, uh, today regarding not buying Russian oil. Um, and I just listened to him lie to the American people when he he blamed Russia and U.S. oil companies for the spike in U.S. oil uh, prices and gasoline at the pump. Uh, Biden actually thinks he can lie to Americans that electric cars would solve the problems that Americans are having with rapidly increasing gasoline prices. <clears throat> Gas prices have actually been on the rise since the first day that Biden became president. <coughs> because, pardon me, <coughs> because he shut down um, oil production on uh, on uh, various properties that uh, he has control over in in the Arctic as well as in the in the U.S. and he's created so much anxiety um, uh, with uh, private uh, well owners uh, that they're not uh, producing any gas for fear that uh, the money that they invest in reopening their wells and producing would be very quickly lost if uh, Biden clamped down on them as well. So it's the anti-oil policies of the of the uh, Biden administration that has caused uh, American oil production to drop precipitously, necessitating us going from uh, buying 20,000 barrels of Russian oil a day to over 600,000 barrels a day. So the president is just not telling us the truth. And the reason he's not telling us the truth is because he wants us to believe that, uh, like the left in his party are telling us, that we should buy electric cars. And if we bought electric cars, all this problem would go away. So meanwhile, uh, electric cars, of course, run on electricity that are produced, that's produced by oil and natural gas. So it's really hard for me to understand how this problem is going to go away if we all buy electric cars. Uh, the environmental left in the U.S. has opposed nuclear plants. That's why we don't make a lot of electricity from nuclear. And uh, so uh, maybe in 10 years from now, more Americans will own electric cars and possibly will use more, less gas. But we got a we got a problem right now. We, we got a problem with Americans paying the bills every day and every week and every month. And increasingly, um, their their paychecks are shrinking despite the so-called great economy that uh, Biden thinks we have, because inflation is really, in my opinion, I think it's over 10%, but officially it appears to be around 8%. Um, so that means that Americans' take-home pay is being reduced by the inflation rate. And uh, <clears throat> inflation is, of course, much higher for energy. <clears throat> Pardon me. And uh, so Americans are uh, are literally spending hundreds of dollars more every month just to put gas in their cars to get to work and buy groceries. Uh, so it, it's really a, a nasty situation. And, and uh, uh, Biden tried to blame uh, Putin and American oil companies for this. It's a it, it's a total distortion and it's a total lie. Um, Russia is a, a problem, of course. But uh, the reality is, is that the Biden administration coming into office uh, started their war on oil and gasoline on day number one. Remember, they shut down the Keystone Pipeline. 
many have said that the Keystone Pipeline is not really a big deal, but it really is a big deal because the pipe the pipeline alone could produce over 800,000 barrels of oil a day if it was operating. And yeah, it might take 10 months or a year for it to happen. But, you know, oil is based on the uh, expectation for future prices. So the futures market reigns supreme uh, as far as uh, oil is concerned. And uh, if uh, if world markets knew that uh, the Keystone Pipeline was going to be coming on board, uh, there would be the anticipation of a greatly increased uh, supply of, of, of oil in the world. So um, we have the administration that is uh, trying to manipulate Americans into uh, rejecting oil and natural gas and instead buying electric cars, which, of course, also run on oil and natural gas. Um, one of the things that uh, I've come across recently that I find really very compelling is the fact that Putin has for years been spending millions of dollars in Europe and the United States and supporting the Sierra Club and other environmental organizations that oppose uh, fossil fuel production. And for the selfish reason, of course, being that uh, Europe uh, and uh, America would buy increasingly larger amounts from from uh, Russia. Uh, this has been most successful in Europe, where uh, Europeans uh, get over 40% of their uh, natural gas and oil from from Russia, even though Europe had the capacity to produce its own. So the environmental rule, uh, environmentalists in 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 Europe succeeded in shutting down production of oil and natural gas in Europe, uh, and instead uh, favored the the um, production of. Uh, oil from the, the from Russia through the Nord Stream 1 pipeline and then the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Um, interestingly, Biden approved the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, even though now it's not going to be permitted to go on because of the war in uh, Ukraine, uh, while at the same time, uh, Biden shut down the Keystone Pipeline. So the, the U.S. government right now under the control of the liberal Marxists in Washington uh, are waging a all-out war against American um, economic and uh, energy independence. Um, at any rate, America and the USSR were allies during World War II. And so today uh, I, I'm noticing that uh, Tucker Carlson is continuing with his absurd comments about America wanting war with Russia. And I believe that Carlson's absurd views are helping Russia foment anti-American propaganda in Europe and in the United States by pushing this idea that America wants war with uh, with uh, Russia. Uh, so again, recalling that the USSR and America were allies during World War II against Nazi Germany. Uh, <clears throat> following the uh, war and the successful conclusion of it by are um, dropping two atomic bombs on Japan to get uh, the Japanese to surrender uh, without losing what was anticipated to be one million American casualties if we had to subdue Japan with a direct invasion. After that, Stalin stole America's nuclear secrets um, for the atomic bomb. Uh, Stalin imposed Russian communist tyranny upon the people of Eastern Europe, and FDR and Harry Truman agreed to it to appease Stalin. So in so doing, they condemned the people of Eastern Europe to decades of Russian communist tyranny and oppression. 
Russia ruled those subjugated nations with secret police and informants and effectively suppressing any opposition uh, with torture, imprisonment, and executions. America always offered the hope of freedom to all the people of the Eastern Bloc and Russia via Radio Free Europe, um, as it's in the world's self-interest to oppose tyranny. If we don't oppose tyranny, tyranny grows and democracy gets weak. It's not, Reagan was right about democracy. Uh, our freedoms are never more than one generation away from being destroyed. We have to fight for it every generation, and that's what's happening right now in Ukraine. Um, the Ukrainians are fighting for freedom. I don't know about us. Since World War II, America has steadfastly and successfully followed the policy of no kinetic contact with Russian forces to avoid war with Russia. Americans do not want war with Russia. So America doesn't shoot at Russians. America doesn't have uh, dogfights with Russian aircraft. And we don't target Russian aircraft with American anti-aircraft uh, missiles to avoid Russia. Though as Soviet Russia threatened the world with nuclear weapons to intimidate and bully nations into submission to communist tyranny, America adopted strategic deterrence via mutually assured destruction. In other words, America uh, uh, did not want to go to war with Russia, but uh, very rapidly adopted the notion of strategic deterrence through mutually assured destruction, meaning that if you nuke us, we'll nuke you. Meaning that nuclear war was entirely irrational and unacceptable. And for all these years, that's exactly what has existed between Russia and the United States. America has scrupulously avoided war with Russia. We never wanted to go to war with Russia. America is not even angry with the Russian people. I think America has had problems with communists and uh, Russian tyranny, and right now the Russian oligarchs. But the Russian people seem to be rather favorable to Americans, and I think Americans have a positive view of Russian people. America never occupied a square inch of Soviet territory. Never a square inch. Russia and China, on the other hand, have fought proxy wars in Korea and Vietnam, and Russia invaded Georgia, Crimea, and most recently, all of Ukraine. During the current Russian belligerence in Ukraine, America has steadily uh, stated that it would not support a no-fly zone over Ukraine, nor would America send troops to fight Russia in Ukraine. What more could we do to signal to Moscow that America is not interested in going to war with Russia? Yet Carlson persists in saying America wants a war with, with Russia. Following World War II, Western Europe and North America formed NATO to defend against Soviet Union's massive armed forces designed to invade and subjugate Western Europe. It was always... Um, the uh, military strategy of Russia to invade uh, Western Europe uh, so that they could subjugate uh, Western Europe as they did with Eastern Europe. Following the dissolution of the USSR, uh, the nations that were oppressed with Russian communist tyranny eagerly asked to join NATO to defend themselves against Russia attempting again to reimpose tyranny and subjugation upon them. They had enough of it. They didn't want it. They wanted the protection that NATO could, could afford them. And in turn, NATO believed that incorporating these countries into NATO would help defend Western Europe as well. Just like Ukraine, you could say right now, is a buffer between Putin's tyranny 
and uh, Western democracies, because in between is, is the Ukraine. And the Ukrainians are fighting for their freedom. So in effect, the Ukrainians are not only fighting for their own freedom, they're fighting for the freedom of the West. NATO is defensive, not offensive. I believe NATO successfully deterred a Russian attack on Europe all these decades because NATO outnumbers the Russian military four to one in troops. Following the dissolution of the Soviet Union, Ukraine was left with the world's third largest stockpile of nuclear weapons, as the Soviet Union had a lot of nuclear weapons in Ukraine. Clinton, Bill Clinton, that is, pressured the Ukrainians into relinquishing their nukes in exchange for guarantees of American protection against Russian expansionism. Despite Clinton's guarantees and after the Russian aggression against Georgia, Russia invaded, occupied, and annexed criteria, and the West did nothing. Not only did the West do nothing, when the Ukrainians asked for military assistance from the United States, Obama sent blankets. Following Russia's current invasion, the West did nothing militarily to stop the Russian belligerence and genocidal punishment of the Ukrainian people. The West provided material support for the Ukrainian military to help protect and defend Ukrainian lives and human rights to freedom and self-governance and territorial integrity, all of which form the basic necessity and cornerstone for world peace. You can't have world peace unless those are recognized by all. And Right now, Russia is not recognizing any of them. Despite all these realities, Tucker Carlson claims America wants war with Russia. Carlson even opposed the sanctions against Russia and preferred to side with Russia over Ukraine. Carlson later appeared to retract his inane comment by saying he was just kidding. Nevertheless, Carlson continues with his distorted worldview. Has Tucker Carlson not understood George Santayana's warning that those who fail to understand history are doomed to repeat its mistakes? Has Carlson forgotten about Munich 1939? In my opinion, the West's revulsion and opposition to Putin's genocidal belligerence stems from human empathy, which for Carlson appears to be in short supply. The world has turned against Russia because of human empathy, not because of any NATO contracts to defend Ukraine. They, they don't exist. But the empathy exists and people that have a soul and a conscience and a sense of empathy are reacting with very, very strong feelings about the Russian belligerence against uh, against Ukraine. As a matter of fact, 74 percent of Americans appear to be ready to endure higher gas prices um, if uh, if uh, we stop importing uh, Russian oil. Clearly, Putin is motivated purely out of a narcissistic need to protect his power and wealth and to protect his crime family oligarchic power base that keeps him in power. Clearly a successful, freedom-loving, Western-type Slavic neighbor to Russia's West scares the hell out of Putin, as his own people, all of whom have cell phones and access to the internet, seek the same thing that Ukrainians need and desire and are willing to die for it. Remember, the oligarchs who keep Putin in power stole their wealth from the Russian people following the downfall of the Soviet Union. Putin is now said to be worth $200 billion, making him the world's richest person. Yet his net worth is all stolen protection money extracted from Russia at the end of a gun barrel. Just look at the mass protests 
going on in 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 Russia and the arrest, the massive arrest Putin has uh, is demanding to persecute all those who oppose his war against Russia's friendly neighbor and family. How can someone with Carlson's intelligence be so wrong? Carlson's libertarian philosophy is the answer. Libertarians do not believe there should be any warfare unless your home is under attack. Therefore, Carlson would never have supported war against Hitler following Hitler's attacks in Europe. Carlson would have ignored the proverbial handwriting on the wall and in so doing enabled the eventual subjugation of Europe and then America to Hitler's fascistic Nazi tyranny. Along with Carlson's problematic belief in libertarian ideology, there is a psychological issue. Carlson uses libertarian ideology to justify his own probable fear of standing up for America's national security. Clearly, you do not wait until the enemy is at your front door to take up arms. You take up arms when you believe the enemy is on its way to destroy you. Preemption can avert a slaughter. We should have learned that lesson from World War II because until... Hitler declared war on America following Japan's attack on Pearl Harbor. The Americans were asleep at the wheel. We had no defenses. We had no guns. We had nothing to fight off the fascists. Carlson has mistakenly referred to what is happening in Eastern Europe as a war between Russia and Ukraine. It is not a war. It is a big bully, Russia, beating the hell out of a much smaller neighbor with a military one-tenth the size of Russia's and in so doing, murdering children and hospital patients. That's not war. That's pure evil genocide. Ukrainians and their president gets the highest regard from freedom-loving people around the world for their courage in standing up to the massive Russian uh, juggernaut coming at their nation. Yet Carlson ignores the bravery and insistence of Ukraine's sovereignty, insistence upon Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity, since he seems to not value these qualities, which are so necessary for the defense of freedom and democracy and peace everywhere. America would not exist as a nation had the signers of the Declaration of Independence lacked the courageous resolve of Ukraine's freedom-loving citizens and fighters. America's freedom fighters enabled America to be that shining city on a hill the world so admires and wants to come to. Americans fought for our independence because England's crown suppressed our rights to self-determination and for freedom from England's tyranny. So while Putin bombs schools and hospitals killing children, Carlson claims American empathy for the bloodshed in Ukraine is not real and instead is all about America wanting to have a war with Russia. Nothing could be further from the truth. I am sure Putin will use Carlson's rhetoric and propaganda to justify its inhumane genocidal attacks on Ukraine. So with respect to defending America, it appears that more Republicans than Democrats would defend America if America was attacked. If Carlson believes America wants war with Russia, would Carlson blame America for a Russian attack on America? Would Carlson defend America? Tucker Carlson refuses to have anyone on his program to argue with him. That's why I recorded this podcast. I greatly appreciate your listening. Thanks for coming out and supporting yesterday's um, interview with the fellow in Ukraine. There were 500 uh, uploads of my podcast recently, which I really, really appreciate very much. And uh, I will have more interviews uh, coming from Ukraine and with my 
my friend here, uh, uh, Dmitry Feld in Lake Placid, New York, who speaks uh, fluent Ukraine and can and uh, can translate for me because there are others he would like me to interview in Ukraine. Um, this song expresses my sadness for what's going on in Ukraine. I really appreciate the support tremendously. God bless the people of Ukraine. God bless America. God bless energy independence. And may God stop Putin from his genocidal massacre going on in uh, Ukraine. Our prayers are with the people for, of Ukraine for a rapid end of this genocidal belligerence. Thanks for listening. Peace.